0: Hello, friends. Today's food for thought is on spiritual progress. It's part one of six, based on my book, Nearer My God to Thee Practical Ideas for Spiritual Progress. Each part explores one area of ideas to grow in your faith. The focus in this episode is on prayer. The disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, and most of us have that same desire to pray better. So, what is prayer? Always start with that. Definition of something. Prayer is a lifting of the heart and mind to God. So, here are eight ideas to improve your prayer life, to find a better way of lifting your heart and mind to God. Number one, create sacred space and sacred time. Sacred space is that spot in your home designated just for prayer, it doesn't have to be that big. Dan Burke of the Avila Institute said that his first prayer space was a windowsill. Mine is a small nook in a larger room. I have incense, Bibles, devotional books, some holy art, uh, things like that that help me to forget the things of this world and enter more fully into my time with God. And now it took me three years to create this space because I'm a procrastinator and I, I didn't quite understand how I could find a place in my home. But once I figured it out, it has just made such a difference. When I go into this space, my heart, my mind, my body shift to a focus on God. Sacred time is similar to sacred space. It's setting aside specific time during the week or during the day to spend time with God. No multitasking. You're making an appointment with God just like you would with a doctor or a hairdresser. Idea number two is to pray without ceasing. This comes right from the Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5.16. Every moment of the day is an opportunity for prayer. You can pray when you exercise. Now, I don't like exercise. I would rather sit on the couch and read a book or play a game. But exercise is good for me, so I offer up my exercise time as a, a time for prayer. If I'm walking, I'll pray a rosary along the way. I learned to do this when I saw a woman walking at the park. She would stop periodically to talk to God, and I could tell that's what she was doing by her body language. She talked with her hands. She's lifting them up to heaven. Her face was joyful, and I just wanted to walk with her. But I didn't want to interrupt her prayer, so I began to pray myself on my walks. You can also pray while you're driving. I ride a motorcycle, which gives me lots of quiet time to ponder God ponder his word, his work in my life, and so on. So I use my ride time to talk to God, and I also pray the rosary when I ride. You can pray while you're working or cleaning the house. Everything we do can be a prayer to God. Idea number three is to be thankful. The Bible tells us all the time to be thankful, and no matter our situation, there is always something to be thankful for. I woke up in the middle of the night one time ready for a pity party my life wasn't perfect and I was feeling sorry for myself but God turned my mind around and I began to thank him and I started by thanking him for my mother and then my father and then each of my nine sisters and my brother and my husband and my son and then other people in my life who had blessed me and and so on and I, I continued for over an hour thanking God in very specific ways for so many people. And that prayer of thankfulness took away all my self-pity and led me to start a women's group called Sisters in Faith, which has been meeting monthly for over 10 years now. And it's a wonderful, wonderful group. started because I was ready for a pity party and God turned that around. Idea number four is about intercessory prayer. So anytime that you pray for other people, that's intercessory prayer. And how many times does the Bible tell us we're supposed to do that? And how often do people ask you to pray for them, or do you ask them to pray for you? So when someone asks you to pray for them, do it right then and there. Take their hands and pray with them. You can even pray with them over the phone. I sometimes pray for people when I use a gift that they've given to me. For example, my brother-in-law gave me a chef's knife. And now every time I use it, I say a prayer for him. You can intercede for somebody any time that a person comes to your mind you just lift a prayer up to god for them even if you don't know what they need i might have a memory of somebody from high school which was many many years ago and i haven't spoken to them in 30 or 40 years but i can still send a prayer to god for them because god knows what they need and i don't need to know that i'm just lifting them up to god in prayer Idea number five is to pray for direction. So when you have an important decision, don't forget to pray about it. Now, my natural mode of decision making is very logical. I think it through and I decide what's best. I can make better decisions if I bring them into my prayer time and seek God's wisdom. And sometimes God gives a clear answer. Other times we just get a sense of what is best and sometimes we don't hear anything from God. But we are more likely to hear from God if we bring our decisions to him first. Idea number six is to pray formal prayers. And what I mean by that is prayers that were written by somebody else, memorized prayers or praying from scripture. So I'll give you two examples. When I was little, I learned to say my prayers. I memorized the Hail Mary, the Our Father, and the Glory Be. And those were the prayers that I would say at night. As I have matured in my faith, I still say my prayers, but it's more than just reciting words. I don't just say the words. I pray the words. For example, if I'm praying the Our Father, it might sound something like this. Our Father. I'm supposed to pray this with others, my brothers and sisters in the faith. So I'm not alone in this whole thing. Or Our Father. You are my Father, and you love me, and you care for me why would you want me i don't know but you do thank you my most perfect father so you hear how something that is the perfect prayer that jesus gave us becomes my own prayer as i i pray that instead of just saying it a second example of formal prayers is what's called the liturgy of the hours or the divine office It's an official public prayer of the Catholic Church and other liturgical churches as well, and it's required of all the clergy, priests and deacons, to be prayed five times each day. There are specific prayers, mostly psalms with other scripture readings. The beauty of it is that you're praying with the whole church, maybe not in the same room, but the same prayers, and you become part of the universal church. That's actually the meaning of Catholic. The word Catholic means universal. You can get the hours as a book, an app, or a monthly subscription. I pray just one of the hours, but I know many people who pray all five. Idea number seven is to examine your day. The examine is a spiritual practice of reviewing your day to identify the movements of God and the movements of the enemy so that you can better recognize how God is working in your life and how the enemy is attacking. It takes only five or so minutes a day. It really isn't very long at all. I usually do it at night, and I go through each of the parts of my day to see how I listened to God or not, how I heard God or not, how I responded to God or not. That reflection on a daily basis helps me to grow in wisdom. Idea number eight is to ponder sacred art and music all beauty comes from God. When we reflect on the beauty of music or art, we're getting a glimpse of God. The artist is sharing his or her relationship with God in some way. So, for example, there's a book called Return of the Prodigal Son by Henri Nguyen. The author reflects on the Rembrandt painting of the same name. He spent weeks sitting and looking at it, pondering its meaning, considering the story in the Bible and how it was reflected in the painting and how he fit into that story. The art spoke to him. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. Another example of this is in the first 1500 years of the church, one of the ways that people learned about God was through the art of the church because they couldn't read. So if you visit these great churches of the world, you're going to see some of the most beautiful pieces of art, masterpieces. So sit with them and allow God to speak to you through them. Beautiful music can bring you to prayer also. Handel's Messiah, Mozart's Requiem, Gregorian chant, ancient hymns, or contemporary praise and worship music. If the music lifts your heart and mind to God, it is a form of prayer. That's the main point about praying better. Anything that helps us lift our hearts and minds to God is prayer. So turn your heart and mind to God a bit more each day. And before you know it, your prayer life will be more alive than ever. So I've given you eight ideas to ponder about prayer. Here are two questions to help you bring this into your spiritual life. Question number one. When do I have the most fruitful conversations with God? Is there a place, a time, or a circumstance that seems to open your heart and mind more fully? What can you do with that information? And the second question. What is holding me back from improving my prayer practices? Am I too busy? Do I get distracted? Do I think it doesn't matter? Try to identify any lies you believe that keep you from engaging in more fruitful prayer time. That's all our food for today. There's more information about each of these ideas in my book, Nearer My God to Thee, available on Amazon.com. Watch for part two of this series. It's on how to know the one true God. Thank you for listening. May God bless you in just the way you need today.